there. You are listening to the Love and Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson, and I am on this earth to help you recover emotionally, physically, and spiritually from miscarriage. It's definitely my calling. It wasn't all that long ago that I too suffered three miscarriages of my own and six years of infertility. And I really know how painful and lonely the journey can be. Over those six years, I developed some really solid tools for releasing the emotional pain of loss and for truly healing from the inside out. And I'm here to share them all with you so that you can feel like yourself again. So if you've had a miscarriage or experienced the loss that infertility brings, because there is a loss there too, you are in the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're taking the first step toward healing by joining me today. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 43 on the Love and Loss podcast. Welcome. I'm so glad you've made it today. Today we're going to be talking about empowerment. But in order to talk about empowerment, I also need to talk about the opposite, which is victim mentality. Victim mentality is a phrase that is tossed around a lot these days and it's supercharged. No one wants to be told that they have a victim mentality. So up front, I want to say that this is not about shaming you if you find yourself falling into the victim mentality trap after I show you how to self-identify. You are a victim after all, assuming that you're listening to this because you've had a miscarriage. You've had something terrible happen in your life. You are a victim of miscarriage. There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself, feeling sorry for yourself for a little while. So stay tuned and find out a little more about this because it really affects most of us. We all fall into victim mentality at some point in our lives. It's very rare to find someone who doesn't. And so I want to teach you how to change your mentality when you do find yourself in that scenario or to notice it in others and maybe help them to break through that experience or that mentality themselves. So as I said, if you have been through a miscarriage or you've been through a traumatic experience or you're suffering from infertility, it is okay to be a victim for a while. It's healthy even to care for yourself, to rest, to cry, to feel sorry for yourself. If it becomes a pattern though, or it goes on for too long, it doesn't actually serve you. It leaves you powerless instead of empowered. It leaves you powerless to change or shift your mindset and that's totally in, in your control. So what is victim mentality? It's really when you give away your power, when you have this feeling that life is happening to me. You're asking yourself at least one of these three questions. If you're, if you're someone who's had a miscarriage or you're suffering from infertility, you're asking yourself one of these three questions. 
when is it my turn? Or why me? Why did this happen to us? Or third one, when is this going to be over? When, when's it going to get better? And it makes you feel that you'll never get what you want, that there's this feeling of total hopelessness. It makes you feel this sense of self-blame that you've actually done something to deserve this. How many of you have felt like that? Or there's maybe a feeling that you have no control, that you just have to wait it out until it gets better and hope. You're not alone if you have been asking any of these questions yourself, or if you've fallen prey to any of these feelings. I asked myself many of these questions and I played some of them on repeat. In fact, now that I look back, I've actually asked these questions throughout my life. I remember all throughout my 20s, watching all my girlfriends find boyfriends and get engaged, get married. And I'd ask myself, when is it going to be my turn? I'd tell myself, maybe I don't deserve it. I hated going to weddings alone. That was like a trigger for me. And I finally found my husband at 34 and at age 34. And it was the right thing all along. But then it happened again when I watched all my girlfriends get pregnant and have children. And again, I asked myself, when is it going to be my turn? And when I finally got pregnant at age 39 and then I lost it, I asked, why me? Why did this happen to us? And when is this going to be over so I can just get back to being normal again? Through the the six years after my first miscarriage, I had two more miscarriages. I had infertility. I couldn't get pregnant again. And I started to think that I'll just never be happy. Good things don't happen to me. And I resented all the people who had families. There's another telltale sign when you're resenting the people who are able to get pregnant or the the people who, who have what you want. There are countless other times over the course of my life that I've fallen prey to this sort of mentality. So again, you're not alone. Emotional pain can really disrupt your sense of control and can really lead to feelings of of helplessness. But I think that what you really want to feel, if you're anything like me, is that sense of control that you do in fact have some influence over your life. And I'm here to tell you that you can, you do, you have far more control over how you feel than you might realize. And you don't have to wait for your circumstances to change. I want to help you empower yourself, help you move through that victim mentality and move into a place of power. This is really a huge topic, by the way, so I'm really just skimming the surface here, but I have seven tips for empowering yourself after a miscarriage. Number one, first become aware. Really lean into the sentences I read earlier and be honest with yourself. Where in your life are you blaming someone else? Are you, where are you blaming the universe or even just life for what you're going through? You'll know if you're feeling that sense of helplessness I talked about, 
or that sense of hopelessness. And again, it's okay if you do feel that. This isn't about judgment. It's not an invitation to judge yourself. But once you become aware, that's when you can do something about it. So maybe none of those things resonated and and maybe this isn't for you. But I'm willing to bet that you've recognized this in someone else. Someone who is playing a victim in your life, probably unknowingly. Because I actually think most people don't realize that 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 is their mentality. So number one, become aware as the first step. You can't do anything until you're actually aware that you have this victim mentality. Number two, be kind to yourself. This goes along with with not judging yourself. But something that I learned from Psychology Today author Nancy Collier, this goes deeper than just not judging yourself. When you're blaming the universe or life for your suffering, you're not actually attending to your suffering. You're not actually helping yourself feel better. By claiming the victim role, you're actually intensifying your pain. With victim identity in play, you're not only suffering because of whatever happened, in your case, maybe that's miscarriage, you've now added to that suffering the fact that you don't get what others get because you're cursed or because life and everyone in it is out to get you or that God or the universe is against you. So you're not attending to your suffering by being a victim you're not helping yourself feel better. You're actually intensifying your pain. That is really, really important. And it's something that I hadn't thought of in that way until I read Nancy Collier's article in Psychology Today. I'll link to that in the show notes in case you want to read it yourself. Number three, forgive, forgive, forgive. When you are in victim mentality, you are hanging on to bitterness because of what other people have or what you didn't get to have. It's this feeling that you've been wronged, whether it's by another person or by God or by the universe, and that requires forgiveness. When you feel like you've been wronged, you need to forgive whoever or whatever you feel you've been wronged by. So that's um, that's number three, forgive. Number four, take action towards a solution. So another telltale sign of a victim mentality is that you are not seeking solutions. You wait. Victims wait. They wait for life to get better They wait for something to happen. And instead of waiting for life to get better, I want you to take life by the reins. Make it better. Be open to possibility and go searching for the solution that's going to help you feel better. That's a really common behavior in after a miscarriage is to just wait it out. And part of that comes from society telling us that 
You just got to get through it. But there are actually lots of solutions out there for you to take action towards healing from your grief. So be open to that possibility and search for the right solution for you. That's number four, take action towards a solution. Number five, take a lesson from Wayne Dyer, who says, I love this. It caused a huge shift when I first heard this, this quote, instead of asking, why is this happening to me? Ask, how could this be happening for me? How could life be happening for me? How could this be happening for me? Life can be an entirely different experience when you look at every circumstance, even those that you perceive as negative initially, and ask, how could this be happening for me? That little shift is golden. You can also add to that, I don't know if this is a bad thing yet. Because sometimes the universe will reveal to you in time that you actually dodged a bullet, that whatever the universe threw your way, whatever you perceive as a negative thing that happened to you was actually for you. It, it may have saved your life. It may have saved you from a worse experience. There are all kinds of things that, that it, you have no idea what might have happened had that gone through. So assume that you dodged a bullet and ask yourself or say to yourself, I don't know yet if this is a bad thing. So that's number five. Ask yourself, how could this be happening for me? Number six, start creating the life you desire. Take control. Say no to what you don't want to do. Say no to what you don't want in your life. And instead, say yes more often to what makes you feel good. Say yes to what you want more of in your life. I have a whole episode on creating boundaries, how to say no to what you don't want to do. And that is on episode number 41. If you want to go listen to that, I'll, I'll put that into the show notes, but it's at sherryjohnson.ca slash 41. If you want to find out how to create good boundaries in your life. So that is number six. Just start creating the life you desire. Take control. And the last one, number seven, create a mantra and say it every day. A mantra is like an affirmation. So you could say something like this. I am the creator of my life and I am choosing to create the life I truly desire. And then go do it. You have so much more control. And by creating a mantra and saying it, it's a, it's a daily reminder of what you want in your life. It's a daily reminder of what you can do. So that's number seven, create a mantra and say it every day, put it somewhere where you're going to see it. A reminder in your phone, on your fridge, on the mirror, in your bathroom, on your computer, whatever you need to do. So let's do a quick recap of the seven steps. First of all, become aware of where in your life have you been playing the victim? Where have you been showing a victim mentality? Number two, be kind to yourself because you're not actually attending to your suffering 
or helping yourself feel better when you are in victim mode. Number three, forgive whoever, whatever, for that feeling that you've been wronged. Number four, take action towards a solution because victims don't seek solutions. So be someone who looks for solutions. Number five, ask how could this be happening for me instead of why is this happening to me? Number six, start creating the life you desire. Take control. Say no to what you don't want. Say yes to what you do. So that's about creating boundaries. And number seven, create a mantra for yourself and say it every day. A mantra that is going to keep you in empowerment mode. Create an empowering mantra. So those are the seven steps that I have for empowering yourself after a miscarriage. Now that you know those steps, I would love to know which one of these are you going to try. Maybe hop on over to my Instagram account at miscarriage, love and loss and tell me, comment, DM me, tell me which one you're going to try. And if you're listening on Apple podcasts, I would invite you to hit that five-star button. If you found some value in this episode leave me a review. I would love for more women to find this podcast and that's how it all happens. And if you're on another platform, hit the subscribe, hit the follow, whatever the language is on those platforms and stay tuned. I will be back next week with another episode and join my Facebook group, Miscarriage love and loss. If you would like to hear more, we'll be continuing this conversation about empowerment over there in my Facebook group. And I would love to meet you. And so would all the other women in that group. I'll be back next week with another episode and that's it for today. Bye for now.